Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's 2021. And we all witnessed what we all knew was coming because we all know that the past president, Donald Trump, did not win the election. Yet and still, I tell you what he was able to do during this time in reflection. He was able to build more people than ever that he had following him. So I think that even on, uh, what is it? On, on what is it? Twitter, he had like 88,000, 88 million followers. And then if you understand how many people actually live in America, it was like, what, 350 million, right? But then we've had over 400,000 deaths from COVID. But then we were always having deaths. People would always die. But this is just of one type of whatever. And a lot of it comes from negligence or being around people who are not careful or sanitarism. I mean, everything has to do with everything. If you're around people who have weak immune systems and easily catch things, and then some people don't catch things at all. But this podcast is about parent empowerment, but maybe it's just about human development. Maybe it's about understanding who we are. And if we are blessed with children, the responsibility that lies upon us, even if we never knew what that responsibility looked like. Oh, it's just amazing, this journey that I've been on, because it really took me down and around but I was able to be successful. You know why? Because we live in the greatest nation on this planet because you can go from nothing to everything overnight. And if you understand what I'm saying, I always knew the concept of watching the Latino immigrants come across the border and then how they buy the big 50 pound bag of oranges and then part it up into $5 bags and stand on the corner and sell them all day long to make a living for their family. I mean, people have to be ingenious and think about the things that they can actually do to, that's not gonna cost them a lot from the financial aspect, but probably from the labor piece. You know what I'm saying? Cost a lot in implementing and sharing and helping to help create sustainable foundations for human beings. I have to question as an American, because, you know, at one time, this was getting, we were sliding down the slippery slope with Donald Trump. And irregardless of if he could make things differently happen, the reality is that there were no, there was no bottom line. You know, the song says, how low can you go? Can you go down low? That's where Donald Trump was, quite frankly. I never had the opportunity to meet him or even come close to him as I was not a Trump supporter. But then, in respect to the office of the president, we still attempted to go through the process, through advocacy. And, you know, I'm just so happy that I didn't have to fight the system under Donald Trump, because my son graduated before Donald Trump got in office. So these last four years have been definitely insightful, all the way up to the storm on the Capitol. And let us all understand that was planned 
And let us all understand that we have been living under two Americas our entire lives. A dual America, an America within an America. One for the people who were overseers and one for the people who were trying to come up. And understand when Snoop says, I'm living my best life. Ain't got time to deal with you niggas. He meant it. <clears throat> because, you know, he sat with the first black president. I mean, if you start listening to some of these songs, Kanye West, even oh, Luther Vandross, what's going on? I mean, come on now. The message was always in the music, but somehow we got away from that. And then we start living on the bigly calendar. I mean, everything was just so bigly. And, and everything was just, you know, when someone says, I'm here to break the game, I'm here to break America so that it can work better because it needs to be all about Americans. And when Americans sit up here and talk about China, 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 and we have a lot of Chinese Americans in America as we are the melting pot, yet and still, we run to go shop at the 98 cent store. Did you ever think, let's think about that rationally? A store full of 98 cent items. How much did they pay? What was the profit margin on that? Because the concept happens every day. When you run down the street and go to the 98 cent store, when you do the majority of your shopping at the 98 cent store, it doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. Because a five pound bag of sugar that might cost $2.98 in the grocery store but if you, buy, if you buy the one pound box of sugar at the 98 cent store, you only get a, you know, a one pound versus five pounds in the grocery store. But honey, you know, who am I to tell people how to think? I really am not. Quite frankly, I know what I know and I know that you don't know because I've been involved in public education for more than... Gosh, my children's age, 30-something years. Participating at the highest level of a parent involvement at the state level as a parent who sat on the Alliance for Family and Community Partnerships under Westead. But probably <clears throat> I would like to assure you that my name is in the paperwork, but Westead probably doesn't understand that I was a parent that participated on that partnership alliance at the state level. Because see, I was there where the perks were, the California uh, Parent Involvement Centers were coming and representing. And you really just got to understand education as we understand it now. So we have people who wrote grants to do public policy or public services and their nonprofit agencies and their money goes to them because you know they've just been doing it so long. Not that they've been effective, not that they're making a difference. It's just that they have all those people employed with benefits and health services and all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? How do you change direction in the middle of the stream? I don't believe it's something that happens. So true. But the reality is this vision of public education and, you know, the opportunity for a FAPE what is a FAPE? A free and appropriate public education in the least restrictive environment and having a 504 accommodation or an IEP, an individual educational plan 
must be measured and maintained. And there are just rules to this game. And the rules are definitely, you have the ability as an individual to apply those rules to your life because we all live under rules, not policies. And I don't care if they think they ran out of money because under IDEA, they still have an obligation. But the problem is far too many people have my attitude. And therefore, far too many people are just accepting letter grades of F. Now, someone, please just try to wrap your brain around a child in special education able to receive additional services, yet still they're grading this child by letter grades and they're measuring the maintenance of effort by the age appropriate curriculum, yet still they knew their child was below basic when they started. You see this below basic in this free ride and far, far below basic in this free ride is like, well, I'll tell you what it's like. It's like fraud. It's like um, theft, you know? And it's like they know that you're not making it. Yet and still, they come every day to sit there and look in your face. They know that you're not comprehending what the goal is. And they know as individuals, as they stand before the class, that they're not measuring up. They're not leveling up. You know what I'm saying? Because although we might have some easy children to teach, we have some very difficult children to teach. But if children can learn to put on their clothes, can learn process, can learn next steps, then all children can learn. My question to you is if you're collecting the data, how are you measuring the maintenance of effort? And I want everybody to think back because in these three years that I've been here, I have been requesting the maintenance of effort for Title I and children and neglected and poverty and homeless youth and children with disabilities. I would like to know what Nevada was doing with that population of children. And what I found out was definitely appalling. And I do mean appalling in the worst way. <clears throat> And, you know, when you talk to people about public education here in Nevada, well, they says, you know, they realize the education system is on the bottom. And I think that they had begun to expect no more. But quite frankly, people who are getting these tax dollars have an obligation to the public as this is not the welfare system. You understand what I'm saying? They're just not entitled to this money without making the maintenance of effort for the use of these dollars and creating opportunities for the least of them. But when they feel that they don't have to say nothing to you, then you just take a different path, i.e. Anchor. Anchor, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, Facebook. What can I say? What kind of, what is that, LinkedIn? Everywhere you can think about it, Aubrey, everywhere I'm coming to, I'm finding out that we can and we do not have to come in under one roof to look at the maintenance of effort of what's happening in local cities, in counties. And it and it's just what Biden said. It's not urban against rule. It is really not. This is America. It's not poor against the uh, more affluent? No, everybody lives by the rules. But when we have judges that would be in place and that would put things on the book like 
That child suffered from affluenza. Huh. What is that? What is it when we have agencies? They're supposed to enforce laws, but I'm going to tell you, violations like traffic tickets and uh, broken taillights, safety things, should never cause an officer to waste his time to pull over an individual to get into their business, into their personal space, and then say that they feared for their life because they were the intruders. Somebody help me with that mentality. I continue to see it. We do not, we need to change what we're doing. We're enforcing laws over the poor people who don't and have not been given the opportunity to make the dollars to live amongst us, the affluent, the people that we're paying to ensure that access happens for us. Are you kidding me? This is America. And this is my America. And you're tuning in to my show on Anchor. And perhaps you should go and look at some of my past videos and know that I attended public board meetings for more, more than 20 years. And that would be public school board meetings, city council meetings, state board meetings, county board meetings, 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 and raise my children as a single parent with the support of my family. And that's difficult because I had to also commit to my family as we have all had to lean on each other at times of strife. But this is America. And in America where my mother married someone who helped to raise us and all of our all of his children were not his biological children but you know the times that he raised us for the time that he was in my life for the time that he sowed seeds into me to ensure the development of my mind and to understand that I am an individual with the ability to navigate the world as long as I understand that we all live by the rules. Reality set in. So here I am living in Las Vegas and trying to understand how this cult-like system is operating, providing public education to the public children where they have isolated or walled off a certain population of people in the historic West Side. And those children over there don't even start school early. They're rather starting late. And then the whole educational system is based off of minutes. How many minutes do you have in there? You know, because if you don't have enough minutes in, you might not graduate. And then to hear yesterday, a group of Nevada Administrators have conversations about their lives, not necessarily about their responsibility as, you know, the concept of looking as a service provider, not looking as um, a person who was receiving those services and then critiquing them because you knew the possibilities that you understand, you know how to get the stuff. I mean, you know, you can understand how to navigate a system and participate. And then you could be dependent on a system and not know anything and just be drug along. And that's what's happening because America requires that we live under a democracy in which we all participate in. 
and the Republic allows all the states to be, you know, tied together to establish a nation. And we all operate under that nation status. But when you attempt to access, you know, the, um, when you attempt to access the process and understand just what the process is and how, how is it maintaining, you know, the foundational support that the entitlement was, you know, intended to do. So we have to understand that, you know, we had people who were pretending to, uh, I know exactly what I'm saying, pretending to participate and provide services and then just dragging people along under below basic and far, far below basic. And somehow those two definitions of achievement mean that you don't have a responsibility at all to do anything for anybody. And then if you actually got a label like special education in an IEP here in Nevada, it was something like a fast ticket to prison, kind of like, you know, it was understood that there was something wrong with you that you would not be able to benefit from public education. So they were just like corralling you. And when they have all these behavioral programs, which I don't understand, which have no maintenance of effort yet and still, you would be required to be low income. You would be required to have an IEP or a 504 and they would readily take you. And I'm just trying to understand, well, if they're readily taking you and what does that social and emotional learning consist of? I mean, because social norms and character development and and curriculum and how that works within a social setting is just different than the ability to access the curriculum and learn how to, you know, write conjunct what, you know, the the things where the apostrophe goes, learning how to, you know what goes next but here we are in 2021 and here in Clark County they don't have a strong early childhood division simply because there are not poor people that are allowed to benefit from those services because in the black community they only had 330 children that that I could see ever because that was the only piece of data that had been uploaded and then they didn't get the early childhood money from the federal government oh but, you know, there's a lot of monies that just come here on happenstance because the only waiver, oh, no, yes, the only waiver that I, I found or the application for services for the poverty people was the food, the food, USDA. They were getting money under USDA based on everything that would feed that number of people or the states would normally um, benefit. I, can't, I think they just kind of like grandfathered them in without any data. Because when you go look at the end data or the reports of these people from Nevada who are employed, mind you, with federal dollars, mind you, and who have had little or no training, I can only assume because they have never provided a certain level of input or in data, in your data maintenance of effort. I mean, that's something that just never did. And now they're finding out that they just don't have it. And even the people who were talking, those administrators that I was listening to talk to from the Department of Nevada's Education Department, whatever, they were saying some of their children just got so far behind during this COVID and that they had so many missing lessons. But, you know, I'm going to tell you, my whole life's journey in public education was about the maintenance of effort to ensure that my son was completing the work 
And if he was completing the work, that he could tell me what he was expected to complete. And so there was no confusion. And he graduated above grade level. Above grade level. He had, what is that called? MLA writing? (laughs) And when I took him over there to the junior college, well, quite frankly, he didn't need any more English. But, you know, there's still a safety issue. Because they still kill people for the failure to comply. And because my son is in the spectrum of autism, I would never give them that opportunity. As long as my life depends on it. So here we are, 2021, and we have a new president. Thank thank you for the new sheriff. And thank you, America, basically, for stepping up your game, understanding that we had a lot to lose that we had already lost, and understanding that when you live in a local community where the Black community does not have the ability to effectively Share concerns. Now, every national organization here in Las Vegas, like the NAACP, like the Urban Chamber of Commerce, like the Black Chamber of Commerce, like, wait, one more, one more. What am I thinking about? What am I thinking about? It doesn't really matter because there's no organization here that where Blacks can come together and share concerns about the inability to reach that, you know, the glass ceiling, you know, to to ensure that their children were making minimal progress, to understand that you could actually look at where the services were being provided and look at their school plans as the law requires to ensure that they were creating equity and access for all children. And as I can see that that is not possible and all of the data that I was able to see was very disturbing because it's if I don't even understand what the state standards in the state curriculum and the state guidance is because there is none. And that's just true. So because they have five different types of diplomas here. And if you're in the 12th grade and you may not make it, you can apply for this adult diploma and get a certificate. What is that? What is the weight of the certificate? Absolutely nothing. You're not going far with a certificate of completion. You got a lot to make up. So therefore, when we're looking at how many children try to go through the junior college and how long it takes them to get through the process, I'm just trying to tell you. So I'm looking at the vocational rehabilitation portion or the special education portion, and I look and see how they operate within non-employment status or employment status and job training opportunities. And as if goodwill has created this pathway, you know, you go from level to level and level and you just learn all those things. And then you kind of like become employable. Somebody's looking at that as, as I guess, job history. I don't know. But if you can't count, I mean, there's something to a certain level of thinking outside the box when you're dealing with local issues. And anytime you have 15,000 homeless youth living on the streets of a city called Clark County, you should concern yourself. Because we as a nation pay taxes and neglected and delinquent is real. And, you know, there's all kind of rules and regulations. But we have all these people who are employed 
who are providing these services that are dysfunctional, that are broken. Don't you see the picture? I see the picture. I see the picture. How many people, children, oh, got my phone, are below grade level? I'd just like to know how many people's children are far, far below grade level. And every year, they continue to be promoted to the next grade level without any responsibility of anybody to play catch up because there ain't no catch up in America. Well, of course there's catch up. You can catch up if you know you have the right to catch up. (laughs) It is not a joke. It's just horrifying to me to understand that for the inability to transition from step next steps in kindergarten or first grade, that you could be expelled basically from your public school and then to have legislation written that at eight years old you could go to juvenile hall. Okay. And that's like running a boys camp, right? But then in when they get you in the juvenile hall, they were in there tasing them and pepper spraying them and I mean I'm serious because there is now today what is this? January 21st, 2021, an open complaint against the state of Nevada for the inability or for them pepper spraying young people and also for them denying them the opportunity to learn or basically providing educational standard support for those children because they have the same rights. I mean, they're supposed to have gifted and gate in the juvenile hall. Did you know that? What do you think public education should look like? And what does it look like to you? Well, it looks like this to me in Nevada when I can't talk to people because they don't know what I'm talking about. Or I can't talk to people because they realize right away that I know more than they know. And then they just shut down. So don't think I haven't emailed the governor or the state attorney general or the Department of Education in Nevada or the Clark County School District only to start having a conversation about the maintenance of effort that everybody is now talking about it, but they don't have any data or anything of what the maintenance of effort actually is. I mean, the foundational support. Well, what are we doing for the third graders that are not making it, you know, and how we're implementing that at that school site and how we're working with the staff and providing them professional development to sure and sure and sure that they're providing an adequate support and how we measure the maintenance effort and how we actually talk about how we're using those dollars quarterly because 30 days into the new year, if you take the federal dollars or 30, 60, 90 days, you're supposed to write a new plan to address the students who are not making maintenance of effort or not making progress. But we're not talking progress here. No, we're not. I'll tell you why. Because the people who put these children in these behavior programs were told that they didn't have to. They didn't have to deal with the academic support for these kids. So these kids are in these programs and they're getting social and emotional services. And I want to know, what does that look like to you? How is that going to feed you in the next 20 years is what I'd like to know. Because it ain't. So, it's time to hit the pause button. Pause. Ping, ping, ping. Pause. Stop right now. And my challenge is to challenge other people who look like me. I'm an African-American woman. I'm 62. I have to have a little bit of knowledge. But if there's people out there that happen to have a little bit of knowledge, you know, maybe not all in what I know, but perhaps in whatever you know, 
that should be going on. That's not going on for the African-American community. And then we should start looking at some maintenance of efforts for public services and how we're providing services to ensure that every child has the opportunity to participate as an American citizen. And citizenship actually means something. So until we meet again, I'm at 28 minutes and almost my 30 minutes is out. This half an hour is going to come to an end soon. But I would encourage you to look at the data locally. I don't care what state you live in, county, city, rural, whatever, urban, doesn't matter. Understand that we have to have a maintenance effort for the public services that are being provided in your local communities. And we're not paying people to put our children in the penitentiary. We have far too many jails and they and they are being um, traded on the stock market. I mean, you know, come on, investment. What are we really saying here? Who are we as Americans? Are we the bing, bing, bing human capital? Well, until we meet again, follow me on, follow me, subscribe and like and share, share, share.